Here's the latest news brought to you by Pace, transforming places since 1978. I'm Lauren Howarth. The coronavirus evacuation plane carrying hundreds of Australians from Wuhan has touched down in Darwin. Ellie Conway's there. Nearly 260 Australians were on board the flight, including almost a dozen infants and 77 children. Eight Pacific Island nationals were also passengers, who are said to be students who were given last-minute availability to board the flight. All will undergo medical screening at the Darwin RAF base before they're transported to an old Impex workers' village in Howard Springs for a two-week quarantine period. In Darwin, Ellie Conway, Nine News. Parts of New South Wales are experiencing the heaviest rainfall since the late 1990s as severe weather batters the coastline. The north has been the hardest hit with extensive flooding in Byron Bay. The coastal trough is moving south. The focus starting to shift to Sydney and the central coast, which are both copping a drenching. Tens of thousands of homes and businesses around the state are without power due to downed power lines. Flood warnings are being issued for several regions across WA as tropical cyclone Damien continues its march inland. Rainfall over more than 200 millimetres has already been recorded in several centres, including Caratha, with further heavy falls set to continue into tomorrow. The system is weakening as it moves further south. Caratha resident Pablo Miller describing the scenes he witnessed as the storm crossed the coast at full strength. I've been in town for eight years. I've never experienced anything like that. Lots of trees down. Uh, woke up this morning to many friends and many residents around Caratha who've lost their roofs. Uh, so pretty extreme and pretty surreal waking up this morning to the aftermath. Labor says it will not stand in the way of a new coal-fired power station if it meets environmental standards. The federal government is conducting a study into the viability of a coal plant in central Queensland. The opposition says it won't support taxpayer funds being used to build the facility, but supports the right of the private sector to bankroll such a project if it meets the necessary approvals. Parents are being parents rather are urging the government to allow additional suppliers of the auto injector EpiPen to enter the Australian market. Supply issues have forced the use of out of date and contaminated stock over the summer. It's understood stocks have since been replenished, but parents are calling for more to be done. Taking a look at sport, Australia is through to the final of the women's T20 Tri Series with a 16 run win over England in Melbourne today. The Aussies restricting the English to 116 in the 20 overs. It's a battle of the cellar dwellers when lowly Newcastle hosts the Central Coast Mariners in the A-League this afternoon. Last night the Raw moved within two points of the top five. Too good for Adelaide United defeating them two goals to one. And Waratahs coach Rob Penny isn't hitting the panic button despite his side's second straight loss to start the Super Rugby season. I'm Lauren Howarth. That's the latest in news and in sport. Now for the latest weather on Alive 90.5. Brought to you by Concise Finance, your local mortgage broker. Yeah, overcast day today. Very high, near 100% chance of rain. We've seen um, glimpses of it outside here with heavy and gusty at times. The winds are currently from the east-southeast at 38 kilometres per hour. We've got the humidity of 100%. Outside, it is 20 degrees. Now, we can expect the sun to set at 5 minutes to 8 tonight. As we look ahead, the showers to continue tomorrow. Possible thunderstorm, 29 degrees. Possible thunderstorm and top of 31 for Tuesday. Showers on Wednesday, 27, and showers on Thursday and 26 degrees. Now letting you guys know the run on the roads and how the wet is affecting your run. 
The updated traffic brought to you by Fernwood Gym of Seven Hills and North Rocks on a live 90.5. Yeah, and at Castle Hill, Old Northern Road, Castle Hill Road, traffic lights are blacked out due to the power failure still, so traffic's affected in all directions. North Parramatta, James Roost Drive, below Pennant Hills Road, there's a broken down car there as well. Uh, Westbounders are affected through lane one, so reduce your speed. We've got flooding at, at, flooding at Annan Grove, Blue Gum Road, at Blue Gum Creek, so roads are closed in both directions there in Windsor, Macquarie Street between... Barbon Street and Bell Street roads are closed in both directions due to flooding, so avoid the area and use an alternative route. Marsden Park, we've still got flooding issues at Schofields around those areas as well. And in Windsor Bridge Street at Wilberforce Road, there's flooding around that area too with the bridge closed. And in Richmond, Bell's Line of Road on the Richmond Bridge, the bridge is closed in both directions. And Blacksland's Blacksland's Ridge, Roberts Creek Road between Blacksland's Ridge Road and East Carajong Road, there's flooding affecting traffic there as well. So there's plenty of problems out on the roads due to this uh, heavy rain, guys. And it's still falling outside by the looks of things, so uh, just be very mindful and take it easy. As we head into the second hour here of Sunday Sports Roundup, and we'll be talking about the Summer of Tennis that's just concluded, and uh, it's certainly been an interesting one at that. We'll get more in just a moment as we come to five and a half past three. Listening to Sunday Sports Roundup on Alive 90.5. It's the second hour. It's currently six minutes past the hour of 3 p.m. Gentlemen, we're talking about um, the summer of tennis that has just gone and passed. An exciting time. We did start with the ATP Cup. It was the first time this event had been played, and three venues were chosen Perth, Brisbane, and Sydney. And the ultimate winners were Serbia, who defeated Spain 2 1 in the final. Novak Djokovic did beat um, Rafael Nadal. Um, Batista Agut got, got Spain back to one all, but they lost the doubles. Djokovic backed mm. up with Choisky to get the doubles to one. So that was a pretty good event, Mike. It's mm. a little bit like Davis Cup, where you play singles and doubles, sort of like Hopman Cup, too, all put together. Yeah. It proved to be an entertaining event in the end, and of course the Australian team made a pretty decent run as well, with Kyrgios and Diminor, uh pretty uh, prominent in that in that uh, run. But um, I mean, I remember some people were, you know, disappointed that the uh, usual schedule had been changed from the Sydney International, and then they brought this new tournament in. Um, there was no women's tennis, for example, in in Sydney to watch. Some people uh, didn't like that, but um, I think with the way the tournament finished, uh, particularly up when it got to the quarters, semis and final stage, it got really good. And It, the, it did, and um, I can appreciate that um, there would be quite a few people who would like to see some women's tennis in New South Wales as well, but I guess that's the way they're moving um, with that at the moment. But talking about women's tennis, we did have um, the Brisbane International, 
um, which was won by Caroline Pliskova. She defeated Madison Keys, six four four six seven five, and um, it was it was pretty good. I mean, Ash Barty and her partner Kiki Burdens did win the doubles at uh, the Brisbane International against Say and Strikova. But um, yeah, it, the Brisbane International always always um, you know brings up some new new talent um, there, doesn't it, Mitch? Yeah, it certainly does, Rod. I mean, um, as you mentioned, it's good to see um, like the youth coming through. And I think even when we get to the Australian Open, we saw that as well with mm. a couple of young players getting some upsets, yeah. which is always good to see. But yeah, it was a good lead-up tournament, always is um, mm. the Brisbane International. And good to see um, Barty doing well in the doubles as well. Yeah, and in the Hobart International, we had Rai Bikina defeating Zhang. Now, Zhang was a good tournament for her. She made through the finals of the doubles and the singles. Unfortunately, might losing both. Mm. She lost the singles mm. um, to Rai Bikina and lost the doubles with her partner, Shui Peng, and they lost to Kinochek and Mirza, 6-4, 6-4. Yeah, that's right. Uh, some good results there, but um, you know, I think the, the best result of the lead-up tournaments for mine did happen. In the Adelaide uh, tournament. Correct, we'll the Adelaide to tournament where two young guys, Rublev um, and Harris, played the final and Rublev got, got the win 6-3, 6-love. But Barty did win the women's in that tournament, the Adelaide. She beat Yamstrenska 6-2, 7-5 in that, Mike. So um, some good results there for some young up-and-coming um, players. Yeah, that's right. And that really did lay uh, a nice foundation uh, for the run into the Australian Open. Yeah, and the, talking about the Australian Open, there were some Aussie men that did perform quite well. Now, Alex Bolt, I watched that whole match when he was up against Dominic Team in about the second or third round of the Aussie Open, and it was there was such a, a thrilling match, and he led that match two sets to one. But you just had a funny feeling that Team was was going to fight back, and it ended up being that that way. And Team went through, improved his form beat Nadal and made it through to the um, the final against Djokovic who took out mm. Roger Federer, who for me was a little bit under par in some of his matches um, mm. in the lead-up tournament, in the lead-up to the final. Oh, that's right. I mean, there was one match there where Roger Federer was playing uh, the American uh, Sandgren and um, that was a match where Sandgren probably should have won, but Federer saved, uh, I think, Six or seven match points yeah. or something like that. So Yeah, it did. It and was, the mm. changing of the guard I was talking about earlier, Mike, was in the women's. Serena Williams went out reasonably early and so did some of the other um, well-known players like Wozniacki, Halep, those sort of things. And Sophia Kenin won her first Grand Slam title beating mm. um, Gabin Muguruza, 4-6-6-2-6-2. And Kenin took out Barty as well. So mm. congratulations to her. She's an up-and-coming uh, young player from the US. Yeah, that's right. Um, she was a really improved player on the on the tour last year and uh, you know, I think she was ranked about in the top 15. But I still don't think anyone was really talking about her as someone who was likely to, to win a Grand Slam so soon. But... Uh, Played really, really well. Obviously upset Ash, Ash Barty broke the Australian hearts. And then I think Muguruza didn't play to her ability in that final, but Cannon came back from a set down and 
you know, played without fear. And It, um, it was a little really bit well. like the Ostapenko win where nobody had picked her to win the French Open. And yeah. she came, but the trouble is you don't want them now to have a big fall from grace because that's what happened to Ostapenko. She hit the heights right. of the French Open and now she's um, dropped down. Not, you haven't heard of her doing much. That's the other name I was, trying, yeah. I was just trying to remember, Ostapenko. Yeah. Of course, a couple of years ago winning that uh, French. But, you know, we've had... That's the way women's tennis is now. There's so many different players who can win a Grand Slam potentially. It's not like uh, like it was before where Serena Williams maybe dominated mm. uh, and won most of the the big events. It's they've got so many different up up and coming players that, and you just it's very hard to predict who's going to win. Now, Mitch, in the doubles, there's more of the changing of the guard than the men's singles. The men's doubles, Aussie men Savile and Purcell made the doubles final. And they went down to a young group of Salisbury and Ram. Now, those four guys, you probably haven't heard of them before ever in a Grand Slam tournament. It's new. The, the Bryan brothers, you know, they, they're gone off a little bit. Some of these other teams that we hear of a lot, they've dropped off. New new, new faces wait, on the horizon. Wait, Rod, did you say Purcell? Does Harry have something he wants to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> no relation, Harry, maybe, or maybe a long-lost cousin. Well, I wasn't on the show during that period because I was actually <laughs> performing. Nah, <laughs> nah, no relation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and 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 so we had we had that. That was a, a change of the guard. But in the women's, Maladenovic and Babos defeated Sway and Strichkova, who performed mm. pretty well this summer in the doubles. And the mixed doubles went to Mekic and Kajovic. They beat Murray and Maddox Sands in the in the mixed Australian Open. There, Mike. Yeah, that's right. Um, Obviously, uh, Murray and Maddox Sands, two uh, pretty decent names in, in the doubles world, but uh, so it's a good achievement to beat them. Yeah, and the, and the the Aussies who did well in the um, Summer of Tennis and the Australian Open, I talked about Alex Bolt. Others were Alexi Popperin. He went out in a third round to Medvedev. We had Kyrgios taking, making the fourth round going out to Nadal. Stoza, though, on the other side, mm. had a, quite a disappointing Aussie Open, first as round. seems to be the, the case of the Aussie Open, Mike. Yeah, she crashes um, out again in the first um, round. Unfortunately, yeah. She, I mean, and it has been a few years, really, since she's been up there in the rankings, so we don't tend to hear about uh, Sam Stoza that much these days. No, you don't. And, and um, Ash Barty, as we said, knocked out in the semi-finals. So I, I don't know. I think that probably still keeps her in the in the um, number one yeah, position, just right. ahead of Naomi Osaka, I think, yeah, there too. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. of course, Naomi, Naomi Osaka was another one of those surprise early... Uh, early case, exits, early yeah. Exits. So, you know, it was, it, it was exciting. Uh, it was a bit unpredictable on the on the women's side, uh, not too unpredictable on the men's side. Obviously, Novak Djokovic, I think that's eight Australian Open titles now. So when do you think, in the next millennium, we might get an Australian winning an Australian Open? You think that's going to um, happen next uh, year? Yeah, well, that's. I was really hoping that Ash Barty could have, could have uh, done that. And um, you know, I think she'll still be up there as a chance for for a few years. Um, I'm not sure about the men's side. Like, I'm not sure if Curios ever has that next level. You in know, I've got to say something about Curios, and I don't usually, you know, say things like that. But he actually he did play very well in the first mm. few rounds of that, and I was quite impressed with um, how well he played. It's just again, I think then times he gets on top. And then he just, for some reason, something gets 
in, in on onto him and annoys him, and he loses his focus and he drops off. Because even with against Nadal, Mitch, there were some tiebreakers in there, and you know tiebreakers they can go either way. So he's not that far away talent wise, but he's just got to get that mind to win seven games in a row. Yeah, I think more that consistency because he has beaten obviously Nadal before, yeah. and the big players before, but it's doing it consistently yes. in the big tournaments. I think um, we've seen him yeah, probably get those wins in some of the minor like tournaments, the lead up tournaments. But yeah, on the big stage, um, when all the pressure's on and it's those tiebreakers, he just needs to get a bit more consistent, and a bit that's more level headed, which he's starting to do yeah. to his credit, obviously. I mean, great summer from him, and we should give him a big rap because he's done yeah. a lot of work on the court but also off the yeah, court with exactly, the bushfire exactly. um, relief so it's a big step forward from what we have previously seen from Nick Yeah, and, and also he's got to remember that the top players aren't at their best until they get to that Aussie Open so you can beat them on the away which is a good win but you've got to beat them at their peak in these big tournaments then you really prove your medal don't you and Rod I think there's going to be some potential for Alex Domino as well we didn't see him in the oh, Aussie for Open sure. obviously he was definitely. Hurt, but when he's back I think he's going to be one of our key hopes in the Next oh, definitely. I, I think I think he'll be a, a force to be reckoned with for mm. Australia over the next few years. There, Mike, um, Alex, mm. the Minor, look, things are looking up for him if he can keep himself fit. Yeah, I certainly hope so, because uh, it would be nice to to see an Australian uh, win an Australian Open one day. And uh, yeah, I can't remember the last time. I, I don't think I was. I don't think I was even born when it last happened. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to go back. I'm thinking. Yeah. Mark Edmondson or um, in the 70s Mark, was, you know, uh, I don't yeah. think Philippus is one of them. Might have been Edmondson or one of those guys yeah. that um, had actually won it. So yeah, yeah, long time. It was a long time ago. All right, it's currently three seventeen on a live ninety point five Sunday Sports Roundup. We might get a couple of um, scores, live scores, and ads, and then coming up, we're having a segment. My local sports bag. Tony will be talking to uh, someone from Winston Hills Bears. Um, soccer club. Yes, the uh, AFLW game between Western Bulldogs women and St Kilda is just underway. The Western Bulldogs have opened the scoring with a goal, so they lead 6 nothing in the early moments of that game. Coming up at 4 o'clock, it's the Newcastle Jets up against the Central Coast Mariners in the A-League to round out this week. And seven minutes into the NBL, Sydney Kings leading South East Melbourne 14-10. to 10. We are, we are going to hear from Bob Turner a bit later in the show as well. But uh, we've got Perth Wildcats and Brisbane Bullets from 5pm in the National Basketball League. Well, coming up next, we've got our special guest here waiting uh, to be introduced to you, Tony Salerno, to take the lead for the uh, My Local Sports Bag segment coming up here on Sunday Sports Roundup on a live 90.5, 18 and a half past three. Who has a copy of your keys? Have you moved into new premises, lost or misplaced your keys? You need to re-key. Many people don't know how many copies of their house keys exist or who may have a copy. At Dependable Locksmiths, the safety of you and your family is our priority. Dependable Locksmiths are part of the Dependable Security Group, station sponsor. Hi, my name's Travis from Larrakia Country, and I'm here to talk about the Reading Writing Hotline. It's a service that helps adults who can't read and write as well as they'd like to. The number is 1300 655 Give them a call if you know somebody who needs help with reading and writing. It's never too late to learn and it's easier than you think. 1300 655 1300 655 
the Reading Riding Hotline. Hi, Alan Barnes here from Dural Pool Shop. I opened our shop intending to always listen, really listen to our customers so we could fully understand and meet their pool needs. Along with that, we stocked the top brands of pool chemicals, cleaners, pumps, filters, heaters, fittings, spare parts, you name it. You'll find full details on our website at duralpoolshop.com.au or better still, drop in and see me and the gang at Shop 2, 270 New Line Road, Dural. We'll help you to get your pool just the way you want it. Dural Pool Shop, a station sponsor. The need for blood is constant and currently Australia does not have enough type O and type A blood. Right now, there are many more people who need blood for life-threatening conditions than there are blood donors. You can help them by giving blood today. So for all of you who are type O or type A, do something special. Give blood. Call the Red Cross Blood Service on 13 14 95 or visit donateblood.com.au today. Here's Dr Jack from Beyond Infinity Dental. After a chat with me, a man who hadn't been to the dentist in ages finally has the courage to come and see me. We kept a couple of his top teeth, replaced broken fillings on his lower teeth and gave him a more comfortable teeth. He was a new man. He said it was a pleasure to go to the dentist and it's the best thing that's happened to him. Would you like the best? in dental care. Call Dr. Jack on 9838 or pop in at Shop 20A Winston Hill Shopping Centre 180 Caroline Chisholm Drive Winston Hill 2153 or go online infinitydentalcare.com.au Station sponsor. You are listening to a live 90.5. If you would like to know more about your community station, just visit our website, alive905.com.au. That's where you'll find information about volunteering, sponsorship, our community diary, and our Facebook page. That is alive905.com.au. When you're on the road, remember to keep a safe distance from trucks at all times. Because of their size and length, trucks have larger blind spots than the average car. This means truck drivers can't always see you. So for everyone's safety, be cautious when driving next to or behind a truck. We all need to look out for each other. So take care and be truck aware. A message from the New South Wales Government. I'm Ellen Chitlin here for the best radio entertainment on Monday nights. Tune in to Rock and Roll Smorgasbord with John Robb, Lord Pig and the King. Monday night, 6 to 9pm on the Live 90.5. Sunday Sports Roundup here on Alive Live 90.5. Your sound, your community. It's 20 minutes past three and it's time for the most generous segment on community radio, My Local Sports Bag. This is a segment where we profile a team in the local community. They know they donate to our collection box, the My Local Sports Bag. From there, once the end of the year comes, we've got all this gear from the local sports teams. We donate that to a charity of our choosing. This week, we have the Winston Hills Bears FC, and we've got their president here this afternoon, Mr. Rodney Cara. Good afternoon, Rodney. Afternoon, Tony. Thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to come in and chat. Yeah, that's right. I've got Dave McDonald here as well, who's going to ask some questions to Rodney as well. Of course, yes. Uh, played like Rod, played for many years against the Winston Hills Bears. Of course, they were basic, used to be uh, based right here as well as, well as Max Ruddock. Right, so, yes. uh, again, we look forward to hearing a little bit uh, of the history of the famous Bears. Very good. 
Yes. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's where we'll start. Just get us to know a little bit more about the Winston Hills Bears. Just tell us a bit about how the preseason's going and uh, when the season starts. Yes. Uh, so the season starts on the uh, Friday night, the 27th of uh, March, which will be the uh, the ladies, over 35 ladies, and if there's uh, some men's teams, and we'll kick off from there. Uh the club uh, founded in 1970, so uh, we're uh, having a party this year, uh, being our 50th uh, anniversary. Uh, we're based at uh, Max Ruddock Reserve at Winston Hills, uh, but we also have grounds at uh, McCoy, at uh, Red Bank, Arthur Phillip Reserve and uh, Gooden Reserve in the uh, Hills Council. So uh, in total, six grounds for us to look after. Uh, we've got 78 uh, travelling teams and uh, approximately 250 in-house uh, bear cubs under eights uh, to look after every week. Um, so uh, a lot of work, but uh, also a lot of fun for uh, for all the committee and uh, hopefully all the uh, the players, parents, and uh, those involved in the club. Yeah, that's right. So from the Hills District Association competition, are the Winston Hills Bears, and now. Thanks for introducing us to the club. What about yourself? You've been part of a club for 12 years and you've been president for about four. That's right. So uh, just initially started as a, uh, a player in the uh, the 35s and uh, moved in to join the committee. With uh, um, They were looking after uh, some equipment. I was looking, helping look after equipment. I've got two boys who play for the club, so... Uh, that sort of got me involved and then um, became president. Uh, this is my fourth year. So uh, a lot of changes in those four years. We've tried to make it a bit more dynamic and uh, a lot easier for those who are on the committee to make uh, make their responsibilities uh, easier to uh, to, to do. Uh, and it's a, it's a really good uh, vibe and culture at the club at the moment. So. And it's also a very big job to be president of the Winston Hills Bears. It's one of the biggest clubs in the area, if not the biggest one. So you need to have a really good support network around you as well to coordinate all that, don't you? Exactly. So we uh, latest figures from last year, we, we look at about 1,450 players. Um, as I said, 78 travelling teams and uh, all our Bear Cubs who play Saturday mornings at, uh, at Max. Uh, the good thing, though, is we also have an All Abilities program, which will start up this year, so keep watching the Facebook page for that. We had about 20, uh, 20 people with, uh, who, who were part of the All Abilities program last year. Plus, we also run a, uh, a Little Heroes uh, program, which is for the three-year-olds to five-year-olds on a Saturday morning as well, which uh, is coached by our uh, Prem team. So it's a great experience for these juniors to come down and and see uh, and see what football is all about. But I do have a great committee. Uh, the way of making it better is to surround yourself with people who are very good at uh, different aspects of, uh, of of business and and running a club. And uh, you know, a big shout out to the likes of uh, Peter Barr, who's our secretary, who does an extreme amount of work. Craig Radford, who has done a terrific job as well helping us uh, in a couple of roles this year. And uh, I'll put a call out also to Carlos Brito, who's our club coach, who's been uh, excellent in uh, in creating the game, a lot more fun for the kids, uh, looking at coaching aspects and uh, just living, lifting the uh, the level uh, of the club in terms of playing and coaching. So. Yeah, well some done. very special people there. And, of course, we're in a position now where the wheels are really rolling. You can definitely still register. Exactly. It's just a case yes. of, well, of course, there's so much rain outside at the moment and everything's being washed out left, right and centre. You're That's grading right. 
of your teams was cancelled today. That's right. Yes, we just uh, we were due to be up at uh, Model Farms today. Uh, you know, we all we all want the rain. It, uh, we need it desperately. So we'll just have to look at uh, alternative ways. Uh, just keep in touch uh, and keep looking at our Facebook page for updates on uh, grading. If worse comes to work, w- worse, we've got a couple of options to use synthetic field or uh, maybe some indoor facilities or something like that. If it if it comes to that, yeah, it's a, it's really intriguing. You know, this time last week, forty five degree temperatures with flooding rain. This week, uh, again, we're in that transition period uh, between you know heading towards finals of summer sports and winter sports. Always a battle fields wise. Yes. Now, just a, a quick question for you: You're dealing with two different councils, yes, um, which obviously causes a bit more administrative uh, work. Yes. How, how do you find uh, dealing with both councils. Uh, we, we're very lucky. We've, we've, we have a really good association with uh, Parramatta City Council and uh, and Scotted Hills Council. Uh, there's a very good understanding of what our requirements are. They're always there to help us out, and uh, they look after the fields. Fantastic for us. Uh, yeah, it's it, there's a very good working partnership uh, with uh, with those two councils. Oh, indeed. Uh, of course, Maxie's been around for a long time. Played a few grand finals there, yes. many and many again. There's always a, a great feel around um, Max Ruddock, to be to be honest. Uh, the way that it's set up, there's always a buzz. You can when you're driving down Carroll and Chisholm Drive, and you're coming around the corner, you can sense the buzz always at Max. It's always a good place to go. It's obviously been one of those factors why again the club has been so popular, and the numbers uh, for your club have been staggering uh, over uh, particularly the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah, we're very lucky to have uh, have Max Ruddock. Uh, the two fields there are very high quality uh, you know, the grass on them stays green for most of the season so uh, uh, that's what the uh, the kids like and the adults as well in the afternoons to play on uh, good fields that, that, that do have a good covering of grass so uh, it's also got the facilities there you know, clubhouse change rooms and uh, we'd like to think we're a bit biased here but we think we've got the best barbecue in the Hills Association. Oh well. that would be quite a contention <laughs> well, for it I think Well I, 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 I I can comment on that. I did do a referee a finals game there. Uh, again, we had were beautifully looked after by the club uh, inside with change rooms and stuff. Yep. And uh, they did feed me as well from the barbecue. Outstanding. Thank you, boys. Yes. I'll come yeah, back to Max rolls. Ruddock every day. So, Best yeah, I'll back you on that one, 100%. <laughs> and that's a very integral part of what you've got to do as a club yeah, too. It's a selling uh, in all yeah. seriousness, to raise money. Yeah. Uh, again, and you've got to have people to do it. Yeah. So, And yeah. that's the most important yeah. part. Yeah. Very much about, um, you know, quality uh, and... Uh, uh, good variety as well. So uh, I'll put this out there. If anyone has got any recommendations, you know, for the canteen or anything like that, don't be afraid to let us know. We uh, we do try different things uh, now and then, but uh, we're always open to new ideas. Well, we, you know, we've been lucky enough to get around the Premier League grounds, uh, experience some lovely... Um, Savlakia sh- and... Shavapis yeah, from Shavapis City Night. Yeah, well, yeah. Yes, oh, yes. There's plenty of different ideas, so yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, have a chat yeah. about it this off, offline, but... One question I've got for you, uh, obviously being such a big club um, in the area, obviously with Borkham Hills, uh, yes. Castle Hill, a um, lot of great players that have come through those clubs, obviously, and Winston Hills were a bit of a driving force behind Hills United. Yes. Have you got got uh, any any famous players that have come from the club? Yes, uh, Hayden Fox, obviously, is our, our, biggest, uh, our biggest name. Um, we've got a few players at the moment um, playing over in Singapore, 
um, and that. And uh, what I'm really excited about is we've got an old player. I'm sorry, not an old player. A uh, an ex-player of ours who went over to play in um, in Asia and Europe as well, called uh, Jeff Dwyer. Um, he's come back now and he's going to be coaching our Premier League this time. Oh, fantastic. Year. So wow. Great guess. It's really good to, uh, you know, to be able to get those guys who started with the club. You know, you always want people to go off and, uh, and develop and to be the best. But uh, to come back to the club and, uh, and put, some, um, put some time back into uh, our Prem guys, uh, who are a very good bunch of boys themselves, uh, it, that, that's, what, uh, that's what you like to see. Absolutely. And you, which is a bit of a segue to another question. The, Prem, the Hills Premier League has really started to kick off and it's really building in strength. Yes. So uh, we're looking forward to that again this year. Uh, we were lucky enough to make the grand final. Uh, last year in the firsts, uh, uh, congratulations to Kenthurst who uh, who just pipped us uh, on that day. But uh, from a president of the of the club, extremely uh, proud of the way the boys played. Uh, the other thing that I look for when you know results are great, but uh, also the way they play the game and their attitude is uh, is what I look at. Uh, so I don't have to go to the judiciary every week. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it takes up too much of my time. But um, I think as a club and uh, and you know it's very competitive in that Premier League uh, level. Um, their attitude and the way they play the game is uh, is a credit to uh, to all of them. So well done. And speaking of players, uh, Rod, which players are you looking for in what age group? So what are the age groups of the players uh, that you take in and uh, where would you like to see a few more numbers? Yeah, so uh, we're uh, a very strong uh, female football club. Um, We've got uh, girls under 9s, 11s, 12s, 13s, 15s, youth leagues and also the ladies. So uh, we've got a couple of spaces in uh, in each of those uh, junior girls teams. Uh, our all-age ladies ones team that plays in the uh, the Hills Association. We've got uh, some spots available there as well, and uh, we're setting up a third over 35 ladies team. Wow! Uh, basically a social team. So we will be running a program hopefully in a couple of weeks for uh, any female who uh, has thought about playing football but uh, has never kicked a ball or, or understood the rules to just come down and uh, and have a chat and uh, and see what it's all about so uh, hopefully we can get a few of those in and get a, a uh, just a bunch of girls who uh, want to get together on a Friday night and uh, and have a bit of fun so uh, and the last one we're looking for is um, a goalkeeper for our Premier League youth team so the under 21 so uh, if you're out there um, get in touch oh, I'm sorry mate just a little too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> and just finally, uh, for those players, those are women looking to get involved, Rod, where can they yep. go and where can they sign up? Yep. So uh, the best thing to do is to jump onto our uh, our website. There's a link there to registration. Uh, there's a couple of things that we need you to do before you actually go on to uh, my football to register in that we need you to uh, to grab a photo and also there's a sizing chart there uh, for shirts with our 50th year anniversary where uh, giving every player, coach, manager and committee member a, uh, a limited release anniversary shirt as part of their registration. So we need your sizing when you, you do go on to the uh, play football site to register. Well, I haven't signed up yet. That might get me over the line for you. (laughs) Excellent, Rod. Well, you didn't come empty-handed, Rod, so you do have a few things that you want to share with my local sports banks. We've got it under here. 
Yeah. Talk us through what's sure. in the bag and, and what you've yeah. lift, lifted up. And yeah. Just, yeah, 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 here we go. Sure. All right, so bought in, uh, we've got five of the footballs, brand new uh, size three footballs for little kids. Yeah. So uh, we can put those in if we can. It's my best sale of the century impression. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Yeah, so we've got I've bought in uh, three of these uh, female football sports bags uh, for, for, as an option for some, uh, for some girls. We've got... Uh, Get up here. Yep. We've in three of these uh, fleecy uh, shirts, knowing how cold it gets in, uh, in winter. That uh, really nice, warm, fleecy shirts for, uh, for the juniors as well. Oh, how good is some of this stuff? No, and it's finally, wonderful. And uh, finally, just so that uh, everyone can see the colours, we've got uh, four of these uh, Winston Hills jerseys. Yeah, rip it open, mate. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah. I'm sure Tony will want a photo with it anyway (laughs) shortly. Right, definitely. uh, The colours, everyone wants to wear tangerine, so yeah, that's the shirt there. So there's four of those there. And actually, you just settled an argument there, too. Tangerine, not orange. Tangerine, thank you. different to orange. Oh, the social media will blow up trying to figure out which one's which. What's the difference? Yeah. Question for you. Well, let's uh, walk. Let's go over to the sports bag. Let's put yep. some of this stuff in. Yeah, of course. If yep. you want to get a look at it, guys, uh, head to our social media platforms, particularly Alive ninety point five Sports we'll get you on, on Facebook. I'll pass it over to you. Uh, but yeah. yeah, there's a there's a video going right now. So as Tony's walking over to uh, the local sports bag, putting some of that equipment All right, in so right here now. Is again, that jersey. Yes, thank you. Yes. Cool. Oh, there's so much stuff to put in here. There's there's the rest of those. So four of those all together. Look at that. All those big thick jackets, which yeah. is what you need during winter. Nice and warm. Yeah, training winter. shirts are nice, but if you've got I a nice think, thick jumper, that'll help. I think yeah. that's going to be pretty popular. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So bags for the girls as well. Bags so for the girls. Yeah. Bags here as well. There's also four of these in there too. So we're going to need another My Local Sports bag because we're pretty much out of room. So just chuck it. that one in. Push it down. Yeah. Okay, well, very thank good. you very much, Rod. You're welcome. Really thank appreciate you for that. Me today. That's right. Winston yeah. Hills FC, the latest donators for my local sports bag here on Alive 90.5 FM. This is Sunday Sports Roundup. Yes, so uh, we'll get the uh, late, some latest live scores coming up very, very shortly, 22 minutes to four. Uh, have you got something to say? Yeah, I do, because we what we haven't done is we haven't uh, passed the baton on, uh, unless you've got somebody for next week. Oh, there's, there's some rumblings as to who we've got, <laughs> but... but I, I, we might bring Rod back in just for a sec. Sorry, Adam. No worries. Let's. Yeah, we've got to put yeah. the call out because, mate, we're obviously trying to grow this segment and we do ask... Or Tony has been asking our uh, participants to nominate someone else to come in here. So, mate, I thought I'd help you. Yeah. Um, and well, he's turned the video off, but um, let's put it out there between Hills, us. The Hills Football uh, Referees Association, I think. Oh, fo- uh, I was going to say the whole association, all the clubs and the oh, referees, yeah. everyone. Yes, all of them, yeah. If you're in Hills yep. Association, the call out. So we'll put it up on Facebook tonight. We'll share all the yes. details of the Winston Hills Club and your registrations, and we're going to put the call out. So Tony doesn't have to worry about who's coming up next. There's plenty of clubs out there, so get in yep. and get on board. Come so on. thanks very much. Congratulations to Winston Hills Bears. Wonderful club. 50 years. Um, make sure you any details of any uh, formalities throughout yes. the year, Couple share them, parties, and we will share those uh, with the public. Both community and, uh, and uh, ball dinner nights. So, well yeah. done. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Sure. And I encourage uh, anyone who's interested to 
get on board with us. Well, uh, as we, of course, hit 21 minutes to four, uh, we've got a few scores that I can let you know about. Uh, second quarter underway in the NBL. It's the Sydney Kings leading 36 to 31 over South East Melbourne. We've got the A-League getting underway after four o'clock between the Jets and the Central Coast Mariners. And we've got a game in the AFLW happening at the moment, the Western Bulldogs. Four goals, 125, leading St Kilda, one goal, six. We'll continue to update the scores throughout the afternoon, but we'll take a break and be back with more here on Sunday Sports Roundup. Cathy Kerr comes up very soon. The Alive 90.5 Australian Spectrum Show on Tuesday nights at 9pm is a radio program that celebrates the wonderful spectrum of talented musicians and performers that we have here in Australia. Tune in to see who our featured studio guest is, get some news on some great festivals coming up and some wonderful gigs around town. That's Tuesday nights, 9pm for the Australian Spectrum Show with Ross Fear. Buses are heavy vehicles and can't stop quickly. Maintain a safe stopping distance between your vehicle and a bus in front. A three-second gap is best. Be bus aware. A message from the New South Wales Government. We all know that paying for a funeral can be a financial burden. However, have you ever thought of paying off a prepaid funeral with none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance? $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family-owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02-9659-0900, ask for Richard Spiteri, or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family Funerals, station sponsor. Who would you say is your teenager's primary role model? I'm Brett Ryan for Focus on the Family Australia. All teens look to someone as a role model. Sometimes it's someone they admire, like a celebrity or a favourite athlete. Other times it's a teacher or a youth leader at your church. But whoever it is, those people will never have the kind of influence on your child that you do. It may be hard to believe, but you are the primary role model in your teen's life. That's why it is so important to live as if everything you say and do is being logged into the journal of their hearts. Because actually, it is. In every situation, remember to do the right thing, even if it is difficult. And watch your words really carefully. Instead of lashing out when your teen does something wrong, Take time to weigh your response. Always act like you are your teen's primary role model because like it or not, you are. For more on parenting teens, go to families.org.au and check us out on Facebook. Here's Dr Jack from Beyond Infinity Dental. A retired couple had a chat with me about implants. They were just sick and tired of being unable to chew a steak and bite into an apple. They were worried about two things, the pain and the cost. After I explained everything, they decided to go ahead with the implants to lock in their dentures. Now they couldn't be happier. They are always smiling. Would you like the best in dental care? Call Dr Jack on 9838 or pop in at Shop 20A Winston Hills Shopping Centre, 180 Caroline Chisholm Drive, Winston Hills, 2153. Or go online, infinitydentalcare.com.au. Station sponsor. Enrol today in a mental health program at the Sydney Recovery Support Centre. Our Centre of Excellence for Mental Health Training in Bella Vista offers programs to help you identify when someone might be struggling with their mental health and skills to talk about it. Register today for a public course at our website www.recoverysupportcenters.com.au or call the Sydney Recovery Support Centre on 1800 50 40 20 to organise a course in your workplace. Station sponsor. It really hurts us when a loved one passes on. 
but it's nice to know that their memory will be well respected in their final resting place. Castlebrook Memorial Park has looked after the families of loved ones for over 50 years. You can visit them and talk to their family service advisors almost any day from 8.30am to 5pm. Their website is castlebrook.com.au. Castlebrook Memorial Park is at Windsor Road, Rouse Hill and is a proud sponsor of Alive 90.5. We're talking softball, talking softball. We're talking softball. Yes, we certainly are talking softball here at Alive 90.5 Sunday Sports Roundup. Just come up to 16 minutes to 4. And we're here with none other than the Operations Manager of Softball New South Wales, Cathy Kerr. Good afternoon, Cathy. Good afternoon, Mike. Well, certainly, Cathy, it was great uh, to be there at uh, Blacktown International Sports Park for the Australia Pacific Cup last week. And uh, thanks very much once again from, from all the team for all your, all your help in our broadcast. Uh, no worries, Mike. It was always it's a pleasure having you guys out here, and um, it was great to see Live ninety point five. You know, given the opportunity to uh, broadcast an international event. Yes, and it uh, it was fun to be there and witness some uh, top quality uh, women's softball. Unfortunately, uh, for the Travelodge Aussie Spirit, it just didn't go their way in the final. Come up against a really s- strong uh, Japanese team. Yeah, the Japanese team, they had um, 19, oh, 19 players out here and all bar five of those will go to the Olympics, whereas we had two teams and we split some of our um, probably players that are expected to be in the Travel Lodge Aussie Spirit into the second team to uh, give it a bit of strength. And um, so once everybody comes together and that final 15 for the Olympics is um, decided, then I think we'll we'll give Japan a shake. I mean, they Japan have got a really good program and you know, for us to get close to Japan in the rounds was really good. Uh, we had a really good game with them on the Saturday night. So um, it's looking promising for Tokyo 2020. Yes, uh, do you, uh, overall, as far as the tournament's concerned for the uh, uh, the Aussie spirit there, uh, how do you think they'll feel about uh, how it's prepared them? Because um, obviously, as you mentioned, there was quite a bit of rotation, uh, you know, a few different uh you know, players in the in the pitching role, and um, yeah, there was there was quite a bit of experimentation done. Yeah, well, from here they have a three uh, weekend camp down at the AIS in Canberra. Then from there they'll head to the NPF in April um, to play two solid months of uh, really day in day out softball. And then after that they'll go, they'll pick their team and um, head into camp in Japan. So um, yeah, it, I think their preparation's good. Um, I think the, the head coach is fairly happy with it at the moment, so I suppose that we'll see in another you know, six to eight months and see where they finish up. But to finish second at the Australia Pacific Cup with uh, Mexico and Italy, the other two teams that made the finals and also um, you know, two other teams that are going to be in the Olympic Games, um, I think they, Mexico they had a really good game against and Italy they were fairly dominant over. So... Um, it should be good in Tokyo, and um, I think Australia will do well. Yes, we will certainly be hoping so, and of course I'm sure we'll um, talk about it a lot more as it uh, gets closer and closer. But uh, so, how many te- how many uh, teams are in the um, uh, Olympic uh, softball event? Yeah, 
now that we're back in it, we've, it's been reduced from eight to six, um, which is probably a little bit disappointing for some countries. There's a little bit more um, competitive to, to make the six, but um, baseball are in the same boat. They've got six teams and um, we've just got to make the most of it and ensure that we, you know, put on a good show to make sure that we're in, you know, future Olympic Games. Yes, well, uh, let's hope they have uh, really good preparations and can have uh, success there in Tokyo. Uh, well, uh, another really big event that, that happened um, at Blacktown International Sports Park was, of course, the uh, Softball Summer Slam or Fully Loaded Softball. And um, this is, of course, a bit like, uh, you know, the, the, the 2020 or the sevens of, of softball, how you might explain it to people who um, don't know softball so well. And, yeah, this um, is um, year two of the... Um, some slam fully loaded softball and where our game normally is seven innings it re is reduced to three and every innings players um, start on every base so that's why it's called fully loaded we load the bases up and um, puts pressure on the players to start off with um, from you know the first first batter to um, ensure that runs are scored and we saw some pretty high scoring run, uh, games during the during the rounds, um, what happened was the Australian, the two Australian teams were divided into six teams, and then we had New Zealand, and we had a couple of Japanese players, not from the national squad, but a couple come over just to play SummerSlam, and then we had Kelly Barnhill and Jordan Taylor, who were US players that had been playing for Victoria and um, WA in the nationals. So there was a bit of uh, international flavour, but uh, the the final was only a, a very short game, and it uh, was a very close game. I think the score was three one or 3-2, um, Stacey Porter's Panthers won, and uh, Stacey's been on fire for the last uh, week and a half of softball. She got MVP in the uh, APC and also MVP in the SummerSlam. Yeah, that's right. I think it was um, it was the Panthers defeating the Bandits there, 3-2, to two, and uh, the Bandits had been, uh, I think, unbeaten uh, uh, prior to that, but uh, Stacey Porter, of course, playing... Uh, uh, a very influential role there for the Panthers. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see one of the locals sort of leading the way, and um, yep. Stanis does a great job with that group of young players. And I think everybody had fun during that week, and it was broadcast on Fox. Yeah, that, that's so, right. Yeah. yeah, so the the coverage must uh, really please you and everyone involved with softball. Obviously, with uh, Fox Sports covering these matches, and uh, you could see with the uh, the the softball. Summer Slam that there was a good um, access to interviewing the players and even interviewing them while they're uh, playing the game. Uh, th that must um, yeah that must be uh, really enjoyable to watch. Well, I didn't get to watch much of it, Mike, but <laughs> I believe uh, we we got a lot of positive feedback. And you know when when any sport gets on Fox Sports and it's prime time, and uh, I think. You know, well done to Sopple Australia for for negotiating that that deal, and uh, hopefully it'll be uh, in the future be on more Fox Sports. But uh, it was a great great um, exhibition for our sport, and uh, we hope that they'll move it forward. And we're trying to put the fully loaded into more into grassroots, so the kids kids are giving fully loaded a bit of a go, um, and we just hope that that will uh, increase some participation. Absolutely, certainly uh, looks great fun. Uh and um, has a real future uh, in the coming years. Well, uh, you've also got uh, some under-18s um, results to report, I, I believe. 
Yeah, we've got under-18 World Championships um, for the women and the, the men this year. The men kick off in um, in New Zealand in this later this month and we've got to be eight players in that one and they're training here in Sydney, getting together for the second time before they go out to New Zealand and uh, weather's not good for them to for their preparation but I'm sure they're doing some indoor work to, to make sure that they, uh, they're at their peak when they hit New Zealand. And then we've just had three girls uh, announced in the junior Aussie spirit team and that that being um, Mia Gilmore who's a pitcher and I've gone blank now um our local was Charlie Orsini Charlie's a local Blacktown girl and the third one is Riley Arnott another Blacktown girl um Hills girl so um you've got two locals in there and Mia Gilmore's from MacArthur so uh we would have hoped to honestly have a lot more in the team um but selectors didn't see it that way and we're um, backing those three players as well as the rest of the team to do well. Uh, they're going to Peru, which is the first time Peru's actually held a world championship of any kind. Yeah, we certainly uh, wish them the best, the best of luck. And uh, also, um, thanks very much uh, to, to you, Operations Manager of Softball New South Wales, Kathy Kerr. And um, we'll be keeping a close eye on uh, softball in the lead-up to the Olympic Games. It's certainly a big year for softball. It certainly is, Mike. It's nice to talk to you. All right. Thanks very much, Cathy. All right. That was uh, Cathy Kerr on, uh, of course, talking all things softball and what had been, uh, obviously, a great week for softball with the Australia Pacific Cup and the Summer Slam. Yeah, it certainly has, Mike. There's plenty going on in softball and we look forward to getting Cathy on again as the Olympics gets closer. It'd be nice to have it back in the Olympic Games again uh, for this year, a little bit later on in Japan. But, uh, Mike, just quickly, uh, obviously we've got the uh, the bushfire appeal game going on in the cricket at the moment. Over $2 million raised for bushfire relief. We've seen the likes of Matthew Hayden out there uh, alongside Justin Langer, Ricky Ponting, of course, Courtney Walsh, a number of these guys playing Yuvraj Singh in there as well. So uh, it's I think it's a great initiative. But the main reason I bring it up is because happy birthday goes out to Glenn McGrath, who was born in Dubbo, New South Wales, back in 1970. He's 50 today, the Aussie cricketer. Mm-hmm. Uh, He once held the record for the highest number of test wickets by a fast bowler. He's now second. In 1997, he was man of the series in the 1997 Ashes Tour, and he was leading wicket-taker with 36, including a haul of 8 for 38. And now, ever since his wife Jane died back in 2008 from complications following cancer surgery, uh, the McGrath Foundation was set up, uh, an organisation dedicated to raising money for breast cancer awareness. So happy birthday to uh, Glenn McGrath and uh, it's just great knowing the bushfire um, games on as well some great uh, initiatives yeah, it certainly is and obviously happy birthday to uh, the pigeon and uh, yeah, has great great memories following him growing up um, as a cricket follower and obviously this bushfire cricket bash Ponting 11 versus Gilchrist 11 some great cricketers involved but even some uh, non-cricketers as well uh, involved uh, such as the likes of Cameron Smith and um, Nick Rewalt for the Gilchrist Eleven. Mm. Uh, that's pretty. Uh, it's always fun to see uh, how how players like, like like that go, or players from other sports go in these sort of matchups. Certainly is, and uh, Luke Hodge also uh, involved in the Ponting Eleven there from uh, from the Hawthorne Hawks or former Hawks player at least, Luke Hodge there as well. So yeah, it's not only for cricketers; it's also uh, for 
couple uh, others from various codes getting together for this uh, bushfire appeal game, uh, which is a great initiative there. Well, as we come up to five minutes to four, uh, I can let you know that in the National Basketball League, it's half time, and the Sydney Kings are up 43 to 41 over South East Melbourne, so it's not looking too bad for them at this stage in the. AFLW, it's the Western Bulldogs leading St Kilda 5 goals, 131 to St Kilda 1-1-7 and of course we've got the A-League coming up at 4 o'clock, Newcastle Jets up against the Central Coast Mariners provided uh, all is okay but it seems to be on at the moment, plus we've got a full weather and traffic update coming up on the other side of the 4 o'clock news, we've got the latest from the newsroom coming up very very shortly and we'll let you know uh, where the, the water is headed and how uh, the various areas are affected before we get back to the third and final hour of Sunday Sports Roundup. That's coming up very, very shortly here on Alive 90.5 as we go to four minutes to four. Station sponsor Lynn's Fine Needlework is a one-stop shop for all your patchwork, quilting, needlecraft supplies and tuition. On linsfineneedlework.com.au, you'll see over 3,000 patchwork fabrics, hundreds of pattern kits, threads and lots of interesting projects for your selection. Their classes cater for beginners to advanced students who work at their own pace and receive individual attention. Enrol now by phoning 9686-2325. Lynn's Fine Needlework at Suite 2, 97 Hills Road, Borkham Hills, Keith Till's I Get Around show every Thursday at noon. Australia is facing a devastating season of bushfires, losing millions of hectares of bushland, wildlife, property and tragically many human lives too. Please join us at Northmead Bowling Club on Saturday the 22nd of February from 1pm till 6pm for a family day fundraising event with all proceeds going directly to Horsley Park Rural Fire Brigade. There'll be fantastic live entertainment with Lenny's Girl and Party Inc., raffles, face painting, petting zoo, a huge kids' playground, sausage sizzle, fire trucks and a live 90.5 doing an outside broadcast. Come along and join us as a way of saying thank you to the men and women who bravely put their lives at risk to save others and to remember those who pay the ultimate price while doing so. It's at NBC, that's Windsor Road, North Mead, Saturday the 22nd of February, 1pm till 6pm and this message is gratefully supported by Walsh and Sullivan Real Estate, Barking Dog Boxing, Northmead Bowling Club and Alive 90.5. Sunday Sports Roundup here on Alive 90.5. Three minutes to the news. I'm Mitchell Frugia and we're going to have a quick game of Life's Grand School. We'll try and get it in before the news, uh, but if we don't, we'll have our last decider um, just after the news. So pretty simple. I say a score. The boys have to tell me if it's a live score or an end score. Today's theme is the USA. We saw the Super Bowl earlier in the week, so it's a USA-themed one, so everything um, is being played in the US. Um, that may be a bit of a clue. We'll soon find out. Uh, it is also elimination, so you get it wrong, you're out. Mike, put your phone away. okay round one and we'll start with you rod we have some basketball in the nba sacramento kings 92 san antonio spurs 80 is that a live score or an end score i'll say end and for rod tony i say end as well two end scores mike Um, end score three end scores dave mcdonald uh we'll get you on right now well this game's going to be boring otherwise live Live, and uh, we also have Adam. Yeah, we've got to keep the game moving. I'm going live as well. Okay, so two live and three end. Uh, a bit of a drum roll, please. It's a live score. Oh, so, yeah. it's, so it's the end for One, the three two, three. It is the end for you three. Uh, you can... 
go outside now. Go stand in the rain. Um, <laughs> that's the punishment for getting out in the first round. Ladies, we've had a blow-up. Mike has just stormed out over into the corner. <laughs> He's not happy, Jan. His first loss of the year and uh, first game I, I, I'm hosting again. I don't think he's used to this format of yeah, eliminations. He thought it was best of three. <laughs> well, Mike is out, and uh, we might. We've got another score here. We'll get this one. So this may be the decider. We'll see. Uh, it's the hockey this time. NHL. Yep. Okay. Montreal Canadiens two, Toronto Maple Leafs one. Live score and score. We'll start with Dave this time. Okay. Live score. Live score. All right, well, I'm going end score. End score. Drum roll, please. That is a end score. And after overtime end score, the Maple Leafs couldn't get the job done. Uh, so that means Adam is our winner. Two rounds yeah. to get everyone out. Can we make this a format every week? Yeah, well, yeah I like this, this format. It's like we'll we'll have, to, fast. have to ask Mike. Do you like that format, Mike? Or Quick game's a good game. Oh, I usually like that. <laughs> Yeah, we've got to head to the news in <laughs> just a moment, but uh, we've, still got, <laughs> we've still got plenty to come, including Bob Turner coming up. We've also got our list segment coming up after 4 o'clock. So all that and more on the way here on Sunday Sports Roundup.